Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Educational Podcasting Today, episode number 32. Today, we're going to be talking all about the business of podcasting and how to actually go about making money. Yes, yes, we finally did it after 32 episodes. We're going to be talking about making money out of your podcast, from your podcast, because of your podcast. And we're going to be talking to Zach Hesterberg today, talking all about his great show and how he is changing the business of podcasting by helping others with Facebook ads. Interesting concepts, interesting topics, something that we learned a lot about this summer over at Podcast Movement. We had such a great time. I want to bring on our guest today. Zach, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I am doing super well. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Now, just kind of set the scene for all of our listeners. You and I happened to meet over the summertime in Philadelphia at Podcast Movement, and you and I just kind of started a nice conversation about podcasting, websites, web design. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh, my name is Zach Hesterberg uh, out of St. Louis, Missouri. I'm 24 years old, so recently graduated out of college. Uh, I run a Facebook advertising agency. Uh, I also have a podcast called The Art of Obtaining Clients. Uh, it's all on marketing and client acquisition. Uh, and I also like to work conferences on the side, which is how you and I got to meet each other. It is a great thing. If you are a podcaster out there and you're looking to learn a lot about this topic, I can't say enough. Check out some of these great conferences. Of course, in Philadelphia area, we just had MapCon, uh, the Mid-Atlantic Podcasting Convention. I know there's one happening up in New England around the Harvard area. And of course, Zach, you know, next year, I believe uh, podcast movement's going to be in Florida. Am I right about that? Yes, sir. Orlando. And uh, talk to us a little bit about your experiences with this. Was this your first podcast movement? No, no, sir. It is, uh, I guess, podcast movement for me, the first year was 2016. Um, I was going into my senior year of college, and uh, I had no clue what I was going to end up doing outside of college. Uh, I was kind of running my, my Facebook advertising agency, but wasn't sure if I wanted to run it full time. Uh after I graduated and I had one semester left. So uh, one of my friends and kind of a, a mentor of mine, he was uh, he was actually volunteering at the event and just kind of just helping put on the event. And he said, hey, man, like I'm going to go up to Chicago this uh, this upcoming weekend and I'm going to help work this conference. Man, I, I think you'd be a great fit. You should come up, volunteer and uh, just kind of network. I was like, all right, yeah, that sounds like a good plan. So I'm out of St. Louis. That was in Chicago. So it was a quick, uh, quick little train ride up there. Uh, volunteered at the conference and uh, just had an awesome time, was able to get some great networking in, which uh, I think you and I will talk about a little bit later, but get some great networking in with some of the sponsors. And uh, one of those sponsors was John Lee Dumas and Kate Erickson. Um, they have uh, they have a couple different brands. And uh, anyway, they had, uh, I, I guess I'd made a good connection with them, and they ended up inviting me back to work their booth and uh, sell some of their journals the following two years. Um, so I, I've been there three years in a row now. And and I love the idea of taking your podcast and making it something that's just a little bit more than what you, I would say even say what you might imagine. I mean, here at TeacherCast, it started off with one show. Next thing you know, we blink and there's nine shows. Talk to us a little bit about your journey into podcasting because you started the Facebook ads, which we're going to get into, and then you decided to branch out and do a marketing show, which I think is absolutely fascinating for somebody in their early 20s. For sure, for sure. So, um, just to recap, you, so you want me to talk about how I got into the podcasting world? Well, what made you pick up a microphone? 
Yeah. Okay. So uh, initially, it came from helping out John Lee Dumas and Kate Erickson uh, with their booth. Uh, they said, "Look, if, if you're going to help us uh, kind of sell some of our products, uh, one of our make one of our biggest things is our course, which they help people create, grow, and monetize a podcast." So I was going through this pr- this uh, pretty much this like an online course uh, to just kind of understand how I was going to sell it. And after a couple of videos of going through it, I'm like, "There is no reason I shouldn't start a podcast at this point. Like, I have to." Um, and so in the meantime. Time, I had a client, uh, they were a local salon, they have about 100 employees. And all of these employees uh, are, I mean, they're all hairstylists, and they're all looking to build up their clientele. And they would all pretty much message me on Facebook saying, Hey, Zach, can you help us out uh, with some of our own personal marketing? I'm like, I, I can't do that. Like, um, that's not what I'm getting paid for. But I would love to create a resource for you guys that you guys can turn to to help, um, I guess, think outside of the box and get some I guess, get some clients for yourself. Um, that was something that I really wish I had whenever I was starting my business was help with client acquisition processes uh, and prospecting and everything. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start this podcast. I have the resource for it and I already have my audience. So why not start it? Um, in the in the process, as I went ahead and started doing it, I also wanted to make sure that it'd be really valuable for me. And I said, look, I'm not going to do this just for these ladies. I'm also going to do this for myself. And uh, I was very strategic in the people that I would interview to make sure that these people uh, were people that I would want to associate myself with, uh, be able to network with, and potentially do business partnerships with later on. That's a, a an amazing story there. As you're going through and thinking of this through, we find that many podcasters have a hard time starting. Maybe in their back of their minds, they're thinking, you know, why me? What do I have to offer? Is anybody going to listen? Did any of those thoughts cross your mind before you hit the record button? Um, Not really. <laughs> to be honest, look, I, I know that's not something that a lot of people would be able to say. Um, I, I think that my biggest thing was I don't like doing the tech stuff. Uh, you and I had kind of talked about that at the the conference. You're like, hey, man, your SEO is horrible on this. You could really you could uh, benefit here and here and here. I'm like, yeah, I should do that. I just I, I, I don't like doing the techie stuff. But um, no, for me, like, I just see so many people get held back in the idea phase. They're so they're so concerned on, oh, it has to be the perfect idea or, oh, I, I have to have the perfect audience or, oh, I need the X amount of listeners. And it's like, for me, it's uh, I, I don't want to be the, oh, I'll do this later or, oh, I, I'm just thinking about it. It's like, I just want to take action and uh, we could always go back and fix things later, but let's just start taking action already. And uh, that's just kind of how I am as a person. So to check out his podcast, you can go over to artofobtainingclients.com. Lots of great episodes on there. I notice you're up to you know past 40 episodes as we go through here. What are some of the things that you learned through the course of your podcast so far? Uh, learn from my guests or learn from running the podcast as a whole? Let's start with running the podcast. Okay, running the podcast as a whole. Uh, learned how important time is from other people. I learned how much uh, successful people value their time. Uh, as I would reach out to potential guests, uh, they always wanted to know how long is the episode going to be? How long do I need to allot for this? Uh, do I need to study beforehand? Uh, can you give me show notes beforehand so I could be ready? They're, they're, they treat their time very, very seriously. That was one thing that was interesting because it, it is an interview-based podcast. Um, starting the podcast uh, more from the tech side, I realized it actually was not that hard. Uh, I will say I was a little scared because, like I said, I'm not a techie guy. Uh, I was a little scared on, oh, I'm going to have to learn about all these different microphones and all these different recording equipment. And I realized very quickly uh, that 
I that that's just not the case. Uh, you can get a really uh, really easy beginner microphone. Uh, I think one of the the top ones is the uh, the ATR twenty one hundred. Um, and that's like 60 or $70 off Amazon. You get that real quick. Uh, and it's a USB mic, so you don't have to worry about all of the other techie stuff. You can just plug that bad boy right into your computer, and uh, you can pretty much press record. And I was doing an interview-based podcast, so I just do Skype, which is really easy to learn. And um, now Skype, you can actually record directly from Skype. Uh, so you don't even have to worry about external plugins from there. So, yeah, it's it was actually really, really easy. So then let's flip the coin here. What have you learned from your guests? Yeah. Um, well, like I said, uh, I have learned uh, how much successful people do treat their time as far as more of a marketing thing. And, and some of the top questions I ask them there, um, different ways that they get their clients. I realize that it's just not all that unique, right? Like I was expecting because art of obtaining clients, I was looking for these crazy ways that people were, were developing their client bases and everything. And I'm like, wait, it's actually not that unique. Uh, a lot of this stuff is very simple and straightforward. And a lot of it is just the work. And so uh, the, some of the top ways that people are getting their clients is just simple networking. Um, it is maybe some some online ads or whatever, but the online ads were never coming until they were ready to put fuel on the fire that was already there. So they already had an existing client base and already had their processes down. Um, I have also learned that um, a lot of the people that are really scaling to high, high income. I mean, for instance, uh, my, my first ever guest, he was doing about $62 million a month uh, in his, he has a credit card processing company. And I very quickly realized that these people, whenever they're scaling a company, they don't have tens of thousands of crazy different clients. They have one very similar type of client and they have a whole bunch of that client. Um, so, cause for me with Facebook ads, I have uh, at the time and I've done much better at uh, kind of narrowing it down. I had all these different clients in all these different industries and I couldn't, I, I couldn't really create systems and processes uh, to everything. And so, for instance, uh, if, if you're a teacher, uh, imagine being a teacher for just sixth grade science uh, or imagine being a teacher for uh, sixth grade science and eighth grade math and second grade reading and uh, in all these different subjects and all these different uh, uh, academic levels. It's almost impossible to be able to be an effective teacher at that point. And so I realized how, how important it was to really narrow down on one or two types of clients and uh, go from there. Today, we're talking to Zach Hesterberg, the host of the Art of Obtaining Clients podcast. You can find more information about him over at artofobtainingclients.com. Zach, you mentioned networking just now. Now, I know that going through all these different conferences, sometimes the best moments at a conference aren't in the session. Sometimes they're in the hallways or you and I happen to just hit it off at a, at a vendor table. Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit about networking. <laughs> it's not something that we talk about a lot in education, yet it's so vital because even now I find many teachers, uh, how do you put it? They, they, they get their next job by maybe being at what we do, you know, we call them ed camps and places okay. like that. Sometimes you, you know, by networking at these different conferences, you now know where the you know upcoming jobs are, where the upcoming conferences are. What is networking to you? How does this whole process work? Take us through it. 
Yeah, so networking at a very simple level. Uh, let's take it back uh, years and years to the idea of a Rolodex, right? Being able to have uh, back in, um, this was way before my time, but uh, it wasn't that long ago, the idea of having this little box of all these different cards and you say, hey, I want to talk to John so-and-so and you just go through all these different cards and pull out John's card and has all of his contact information. And so networking for me is just expanding your network of quality relationships. Obviously, you could go add a bunch of people on Facebook or uh, or maybe just go say hi and collect a bunch of business cards at a conference. But true networking for me is going in-depth with relationships and having a relationship that you can reach out to five months later after not talking to them and then and, and say, hey, Jeff, I would love to interview you for my podcast. Or, hey, Zach, um, man, can I pick your brain on something that you had mentioned five months ago at Podcast Movement? Uh, you said something that caught my, caught my eye and uh, I'd like to learn a little bit more about that. And I said, yeah, let's do it, because we went in-depth at that conference. So it's all about building quality relationships that you can rely on in the future. So I've done this whole conference thing now for the last dozen or so years, and it always gets down to, I, I come back from the conference, I've got a shoebox full of business cards, and then you go to another conference and you have two shoeboxes full of business cards and five shoeboxes. What what is your what is your method here? Okay, are you like you you gave me something pretty cool? I think over mm -hmm. at, over at podcast movement that I want you to see if you remember what you told me. But what is your method for not coming home with that shoebox of business cards? <laughs> um, so you know, for me, I don't even I generally don't take business cards to conferences. Um, if people really want them, uh, I'll say, hey, I can bring it to you tomorrow. Uh, I have some up in my room. Uh, but generally. For me, I say, look, if you want my business card, that means you actually want to stay in touch. And generally, most people will leave with a shoebox full of business cards at the end of the conference. And they say, man, this is overwhelming. I don't even remember this person. How did I get their business card? What they look like? And they just have so many questions, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. See, you're holding up a stack of them right now. And uh, so for me, I said, you know, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go a little bit more authentic route and go the personal relationship, uh, the, the relationship building route and say, look, if you want my business card and you actually want to stay in touch, let's add each other on Facebook. Let's add each other on Instagram, some type of way that you're actually going to be active with me and we could consume each other's content, develop that trust over time, learn about each other on a personal level. So that way it's just that much more natural whenever you want to comment on my, uh, on one of my posts and say, Hey, we'd love to get in touch. Or, uh, for instance, like Jeff, you just reached out to me, uh, yesterday, I posted some photos of, of uh, my fiance and I, we just had our engagement photos and I posted those and you're like, Hey, great photos. And that is something that something that someone at a conference is normally not ever going to see that side of me. But because of it, you're going to trust me that much more saying, Hey, Zach is a quality guy. He's going to have uh, like, he has a, a relationship. He's not some random sleazy guy in the back end. Like we see, you're seeing a little bit more of me. Right. And so it's just actually building a relationship. You know, I, I love that idea, and it's something that I've, I, I picked up from Podcast Movement. I, another idea that I picked up from Podcast Movement was to start a private group of your, like a, a private teacher cast group. And, you know, instead of or in addition to adding Zach onto my Facebook, you invite him into your private inner circle, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so that way you just start growing this inner circle of your inner circle people. And I find that's another way of, of handling things. Um does every 
I mean, do you have a percentage that says, okay, for every person that I put into Facebook, you know, I'm going to get a client out of it. I'm going to get a mentor out of it. I'm going to get a, what, what should be the goal for networking? It's not just to grow your Facebook audience. I mean, you don't need to see everybody's cat photos, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, you know, I, I like the, the wording that you had phrased that question. You said, what is the goal? And that's, that's the thing. Most people don't have a goal. Um, whenever they go into a conference uh, or they're very selfish with their goal saying, oh, I need more clients, I need more clients, or I need more customers, uh, or I need my next big idea. And when you go into it with the selfish goal, you generally see very little return. You see very cheap relationships uh, and you don't see anything built out for the long run. And so for myself, whenever I go into a conference, uh, while my big goal is to actually be able to get clients and be able to uh, monetize uh, my, my advertising agency, be able to get some clients for that and grow that, that's my big long-term goal. But I understand that getting someone to pay me $2,500 or $5,000 a month is just not going to happen within the first time we meet each other. Um, it's, it's just like getting someone to uh, to marry you. It's, you're just not going to get that on the first date, right? And so for me, I go into it with the idea of how can I add as much value to every single conversation I enter into? Um, and that's it. And so, for instance, like you and I, uh, we were talking about a lot of marketing things, and you actually were uh, were really, really great at this. Is whenever you came up to me and uh, you said, "Hey, well, like, let's pull up your uh, your podcasting website." You pulled it up, and you're like, "Hey, Zach, this can be improved. This can be improved, and this is exactly how you do it." And that was actually really, really valuable. Um, full transparency, it didn't act on every single one of those things, but what it did, seriously, what it did is. That got that built so much more trust with me, and it showed me that you're not some guy that's just trying to get something out of me. It showed me that you were actually putting other people before your needs, and that went um, that went miles. So many people don't do that, at, whether that be conferences or even at a coffee shop. If you turn around and someone's behind you in line, and you guys start talking about life or whatever – See, instead of, oh, well, I'm just going to try to get out of this conversation immediately or, oh, what can I get out of this person? Instead, look at it from how can I benefit this person's life? Whenever I walk away from this conversation, they literally have a they, they are better off than what they were before we had this conversation. And, and that's so true, right? Like, it's so important because a lot of times you do go to a conference and the only thing you're thinking of is me, 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 me. Or you're going to a conference and maybe you're presenting and the only thing on your mind is, you know, how did I do? What am I going to do? no matter where you are with this stuff, but it, it's that taking that time to really invest in others so that way down the line, they're going to invest on you. Now, you just put yourself on the spot and said that all the work that we did together over the summertime, you didn't do. So now what we're going to do live on our podcast is we're going to break apart and destroy your confidence and talk about your website. Now, again, the website here is called Art of Obtaining Clients, and you've got a similar relationship to your website that I do. You built your website on podcast websites. Tell us a little bit about that, and, and why did you choose podcast websites as your uh, podcast website of choice? <laughs> yeah, so podcast websites I chose uh, because, first of all, like I said uh, a couple times already, I'm just not a big techie guy, uh, which is crazy because I do run a Facebook ads agency. But other than that, I'm not a big techie guy. I don't know how to make really awesome websites. And so for me, I knew nothing about podcast hosting uh, with the whole Libsyn and Blueberry and and all these different uh, podcast uh podcast host providers, and then you also have to get your domain, and you also have to get uh, your web hosting, all of this stuff. And I'm just, I, I just didn't want to do it. Um, 
I also wanted a pretty website. <laughs> and so uh, whenever I heard about podcast websites, which is uh, partly owned through John Lee Dumas, that's kind of how I found out about it. Uh, and I also know one of his business partners, they were telling a little bit, they were telling me a little bit more about it when they found out that I was going to start a podcast. And when I realized, like, first of all, it was a little bit more than I was hoping to pay. But to take that amount of stress off my back and say, look, all I have to do now is worry about getting awesome guests on my show and creating great content. That's it. And they pretty much take care of the rest. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm game. Let's do this. It, it has been a great uh, experience for me as well. Anybody that's looking for more information can, of course, go to teachercast.net and see for yourself what a podcast website website can look at. And if you're looking for more information, go to teachercast.net slash PW. That's teachercast.net slash PW. We would love to hear it. And, and Zach, maybe, uh, I don't know, we could sit together and do this website We'll leave that for the second episode that you're on about that stuff now. Yeah. Um, of course, anybody that's looking for more information on Zach, of course, can go over to artofobtainingclients.com. Zach, you've got different modes of, of, of relationships here, right? I see Facebook, and I, we're going to get to your Facebook stuff in a second here. But you've also got Instagram, and you've also got some LinkedIn strategies here. Facebook was interesting that you and I had talked about over the summertime. You do Facebook ads, Yes, sir. Should we be doing Facebook ads as podcasters? Is there money in it? Is the is it is it throwing money into the wind? Can I just go to Facebook and toss five dollars and suddenly I've got a thousand downloads? Talk to me as a podcaster. Do I care about Facebook ads? Because yes. everybody now has access to my social security number, right? Because of Facebook, right? <laughs> so so should we be on Facebook? I think is really the first question here, but I'll, I'll let you take it from here. Okay. So should you be on Facebook? I say yes, but obviously be careful on what you put on Facebook. Uh, don't share anything on Facebook that you would not be okay with a random stranger finding out about because th your privacy is, uh, as we all know at this point, not 100% secure. Um, so that being aside the point, if you want to, if you're interested, if you're in that position and you're thinking, man, I want more downloads, uh, maybe Facebook ads is the way to go. Well, let's look at it from this way. Let's just say, let's just assume hypothetically that you put together an ad and nothing happens. I mean, you, you might get a couple likes or maybe even don't. Maybe you reach a couple thousand people or a couple hundred people and literally no one reaches out to the post. No one downloads uh, an extra thing on your podcast or, or an extra episode for your podcast. What happens then? Are you okay with the loss of if you wanted to spend $5 or $500? Uh, are you okay with that? If you are, then I'd say, great, go ahead and go for that. If, keep in mind, if it makes sense to put money into your podcast. So for instance, uh, let's just say that you have a, uh, I don't know, a podcast talking about knitting and you don't monetize it in any way, shape or form. You have no care to it all. You just really want to go on and talk about uh, knitting with your best friend, Nancy, and say, uh, talk about pretty much your current projects and you have no, you have no uh, care in the world to monetize it in the back end. If those extra listeners aren't going to do anything for you except for give you a little bit of extra dopamine release whenever you see the uh, the the download numbers go up, just don't spend money on on uh, trying to get more downloads. But if you actually have a process to uh, the back end of your podcast or, or a, a funnel in the back end of your podcast, we don't have to get too much into the techie stuff, but. If your podcast will be monetized at some point and it makes sense to have more listeners, then great, go for it. But please, 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 please do not spend 
money on Facebook ads if you're not okay with losing the money. It's just like going to the casino, uh, only it could be a little bit more strategic than going to a casino. So that always brings up the question here, because many of our users are either, you know, educational in the classroom doing shows, which, of course, you know, they're not doing Facebook ads for their second grade projects. But, you know, maybe somebody out there listening is looking to get into podcasting or maybe has had a podcast and is looking for studios. You know, if I had a hundred bucks, you know, is it better spent on ads Facebook, Google, whatever kind of ads. Is it better spent on equipment? Is it better spent on, let's just say, um, John Lee Dumas's How to Make a Podcast course? Mm-hmm. If you had a hundred bucks to spend, and I know it's a loaded question, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so I, the idea is, is advertising, equipment, or education, I think is what we're coming down to. Okay. I would go education. Reason why. If you spend money on advertising, and you don't actually know what you're doing, first of all, it is a high probability you won't get anything in return from it. But second of all, if you spend money on advertising and you don't actually have the um, the back-end systems in place to make it make sense in a profitable way, you're, you are ultimately just spending money for no reason. You're just you're wasting it away for a little bit of an extra dopamine rush. Um, you said the uh, the other one would be equipment, which is... Definitely important if you have horrible audio. I mean, if if keep in mind, uh, if anyone that's listening to this, they obviously do not want to hear a bunch of crackly noises and a bunch of uh, laggingness uh, or, or lagginess uh, in your and I conversation. They want a very easy to listen to experience because they're most likely in, either in their car, on a walk, uh, doing some chores around the house, something along those lines. And they want a pleasurable experience because it is audio only, I imagine. Um, so... As long as you have remotely solid uh, audio equipment or uh, or an audio production, great. Keep it that way. And at this point, I'd go all in on education. Sometimes that education is free. Sometimes you could spend a little bit of money on it. But investing in yourself, uh, actually Warren Buffett even says it, the safest investment you could make is in yourself. And whenever you can spend maybe $100 to go to a local podcasting conference or maybe a podcasting course online, that's going to teach you far more than $100 in advertising will. It's going to be able to teach you about how to structure a really awesome podcast or maybe how to have an incredible interview or how to uh, scale your show beyond $100 of advertising would do uh, in the first place. So yes, nine times out of 10, almost 10 times out of 10, I'm going to say, let's, let's spend that on education. And that is so important to to think about and to know if you only have a hundred bucks, invest it in yourself, right? Because as we always talk about on this show, you can create a fantastic podcast literally with your Apple earbuds and like your voice memos app on your phone. And you don't need to be buying microphones and mixers and heavy stuff. Just but but learn how to get better at your craft. Where can we get a hold of you? How do we uh, how do we find out some more information about you and where can we learn about that podcast of yours? For sure. So uh, the best place to get a hold of me is going to be some type of social media network. Like I said earlier, I actually want to build relationships with people. And by just a random email or something, it's just uh, it's just not going to do it for me. I want to see you guys. I want to get to know you guys. Uh, and I want you guys to do the same for me. So either add me personally as a friend on Facebook. Uh, my name is Zach Hesterberg, Z-A-C-H, uh, H-E-S-T-E-R-B-E-R-G. Uh, or even uh, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram, uh, which is the exact same username. So it's going to be at Zach Hesterberg. 
And of course, Zach, we want to say thank you again so much for coming on the show today. And please check out his podcast and check out his show today. And of course, if you guys have any information about how to create a podcast or how to create a website of your own, you can always check out our stuff on TeacherCast by going over to Educational Podcasting Today. That's educationalpodcasting.today. And of course, we want to say thank you guys out there for making TeacherCast a part of your educational network and your professional development. And on behalf of everybody here on TeacherCast, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.